talk to the hospital about quarter to nine in the morning from an outpatient's point of view. Didn't feel brilliant. Ended up going home, got myself sort of washed and changed again for the rest of the day. Ended up getting in my car. Next thing I know, horrendous headache. Pains right from the bottom of my spine right up to my head. Somebody was actually as if in your head, banging with drums. I ended up from Stockport, where we are now, to halfway to Huddersfield, going through red lights, over a roundabout instead of round it, and actually finally bumped my car. I got pulled up at the side, slumped up at the ear steering wheel. A gentleman saw me, found me, managed to actually get help. I went blind in my left eye, couldn't see properly, and couldn't stand up properly, and needed help to go to the toilet and wash, eat, that sort of thing. And then the rehabilitation started at home. Don't be afraid to ask. I have a motto, it's okay to ask. Nobody's gonna bite your head off. We're not at school now. Nobody's gonna shout at you. If you need help, ask for help. Hello, I'm Mark Goodyear, and this is Stroke Stories. After suffering strokes, some survivors feel they're no longer able to socialise due to severe fatigue, issues with drinking or difficulties with speech and memory, and it sometimes causes survivors to feel isolated from friends and family. We started Stroke Stories to seek out and to hear from stroke survivors. In October 2019... We visited Stroke Information, a Stockport-based charity that provides help and support for local survivors. And in this episode, you'll hear the final interview from our visit. We spoke to Kerry Timothy Hill, who suffered a stroke at the age of 56. Life before my stroke was quite active. I only worked 20 hours a week in care, helping other people with brain injuries, etc. at a company called the David Lewis, based in Manchester, Enjoyable job, no problem. Obviously, the kids have grown up. I've actually turned around then only doing, like I just said, 20 hours a week. Not a problem with that. Everything was great. Got a nice partner, family, everything. Then one morning, I was actually in a hospital having treatment for a shoulder injury on my left shoulder. Come out of hospital about quarter to nine in the morning from an outpatient's point of view. Didn't feel brilliant. Ended up going home, got myself sort of washed and changed again for the rest of the day. Ended up getting in my car. Next thing I know, horrendous headache. Pains right from the bottom of my spine right up to my head. Somebody was actually as if in your head, banging with drums. And I just completely went dizzy. I ended up from Stockport, where we are now, halfway to Huddersfield, going through red lights, over a roundabout instead of round it, and actually finally bumped my car. I got pulled up at the side, slumped up at the ear steering wheel. A gentleman saw me, found me, managed to actually get help. Instead of the ambulance, my actual partner and assistant was in the car, not far from there. He found out who I was, etc., because I carry ID badge on me. And that was it, basically. They got me to hospital straight away, and I was actually violently sick, coughing blood up and they ended up in Royal Oldham General Hospital. And they admitted me straight away there. Going through the procedure then of MRI scans, CT scans, 
and I was actually in there for nine days then before being discharged. Doctors still don't know whether Carey suffered from a clot or a haemorrhage. It's a difficult one, it's quite complex because they have other health issues that might actually be involved with that that they can't figure it out. So I was struggling while I was in hospital itself. The left side completely went. I went blind in my left eye, couldn't see properly. I couldn't stand up properly. I needed help to go to the toilet and wash, eat, that sort of thing. And then the rehabilitation started at home. My partner then helped me, because I actually live on my own, but my partner helped me to get to where I am today, which has been a long struggle. And obviously, the final thing of it, meeting Stroke Information as a charity based in Stockport, and the drop-ins and getting involved, and a whole new friendship with various people now, because of, obviously, the charity itself. People you'd never even say hello to in the street, if you understand me. We've all got something in common. We've all got different stories to tell. We've all different ways of coping with it, mentally, physically. It's been very, very hard. But the NHS in this country has been superb. And the camaraderie we have with everybody, not just friends, family, and knowing that if you don't help yourself, nobody's really going to help you. You've got to actually show 100% willing yourself. Kerry was able to access some support for his physical recovery. I've had physio because I'm arthritis, quite bad with that, and I've actually to try and get my core strength in my body up to speed, and I've had physio on my left arm to try and get it working properly. Still a bit wobbly on my feet. I didn't lose my voice, but everything else seemed to have uh, gone a bit south if uh, that's the terminology we use. But apart from that, you've just got to grin and bear it and get on with every day. I know it's got to be a lot harder carry on as you getting older plus you've just got to stick at it every day every day is the sort of the same you've got to try and get yourself motivated get yourself out of bed help I take ages to get dressed I do everything with my name being Tim I'm actually it's called Timmy time I sort of labeled myself to do it at my own speed everything regarding daily living eating, drinking, sleeping, everything's done at my pace. I've got a couple more sessions towards the end of November, then that basically stops, and then you have to try and do everything yourself at home, or join a gym, or with a family, friends, partner, husband, wife, etc. And you seem to throw that many different exercises at you, and I like it wrote down in front of me with diagrams so you know exactly and when they're giving you 14 exercises to, you can't always remember every single one. That's the hard bit. And if you don't keep it up and you do miss, say, a week, you find it physically hard, not to motivate myself, but hurting. You need to slowly build up certain exercises to so many repetitions, etc. And if you don't do it, it's, it's down to you, really, isn't it, to help yourself. That's our sort of motto here. You've got to try and help yourself before other people help you. Luckily for Carey, he was able to contact Stroke Information. It was just sat in a, a cafe, just having a coffee, Timmy time as I call it again, and just saw an actual leaflet, read it, phoned the number up, and Nick Clark, the founder, member of Stroke Information, actually came to that coffee house 
and sat down and talked to me. And it's gone from there. And now I turn up to the drop-ins and help anybody else that I can help, even if it's not physically. Sit and chat to people, maybe visit people. I have been working up to my stroke and then I've just lost my job now through having the time off work and not recovering properly. I've had the works medical now that I can't work, so I've lost my job. It's sad because I enjoyed it, helping other people within that job I've explained to you. Just a matter of getting on with life. Every day is different. Well, you've got to have a brighter outlook for personally yourself. Don't let anything drag you down as you're going forward in life. You can sit, we chat round the table. Everything's happened, whatever's happened in the working week for everybody. Anything, World Stroke Day yesterday. Got plenty to talk about that. And just go round the table as we all sit in the meeting. It's very easy going and we all have a good laugh. And I think a lot of it is banter. Just to try and brighten your day and people do look forward to coming. For now... Kerry wants to focus on his own recovery. I'm 58 years old now and it scared me. I'm scared of having another stroke. I've got other health issues, maybe at some stage, but at this time of my life I need to be able to get myself 100% right. Because at this moment in time, I'm not quite there. And that's what worries me. People who's going to employ you with all these sort of things wrong with you, if you understand my meaning. I've still got to get up in the morning, still got to help myself, still got to look forward to every day. Don't let anything drag you down if you can. People don't realise in your family, they're all saying, come on, come on, come on, get up, come on, do this. Why aren't you going there? Come on, speed up a bit. You don't, till a stroke's happened to them, you don't realise how it affects you. I have a strong belief at this moment in time, it's like say, Timmy time, but it's the fatigue element so, so tired. Falling asleep most nights very early, going to bed. I sleep okay, but not brilliantly. At the back of your mind, frightened of having another stroke. Making sure you drink the right stuff, eat the right stuff. Try to exercise, which at times can be hard because you have physical disabilities. You've got to try and help yourself. I'm a big believer in that. And trying to have a smiley outlook on life now because I think the way it was in my car, bumping it, not being well, managed to get to a hospital in time, I've got a second chance. That's why I want to be part of Stoke Information, based in my hometown of Stockport, to try and help other people. Kerry's stroke left him with serious physical difficulties, and it's been a tough emotional experience for him and his family. Still to come on Stroke Stories, Carey on what's missing for stroke survivors. There's no in-depth stroke rehabilitation, where I am anyway, in Stockport. It's a matter of, yeah, you seem okay now to go home, bye. And what he believes relatives and loved ones should know about stroke. Have a better understanding of what the stroke survivor is going through and what physically happened to them when they had the stroke. Let's hear how Carey's stroke impacted his social life. I've got a good base of friends, but after a while, they all seem to have slowly disappeared. Because I don't go out as much as I used to, because I physically can't. 
like the fatigue element, falling asleep, and I actually don't drink anymore. Well, I've never smoked. So that activity of come to the pub, it doesn't appeal to me as much anymore. I sit there and drink a soft drink when everybody else is getting drunk, which is not a problem with that. That's what people like doing. But it's not for me anymore. I'm trying to find other interests, other things to do. I'm quite happy now just to go for a short walk, sit in a park, read a paper, read a book, and chat to fellow stroke survivors of all age groups, because it doesn't matter how old you are, male, female, young person, old person, at the end, we're all in the same boat. A lot of people say, well, you don't look like you've had a stroke. My real bugbear at the moment is, where's your disfigurement? Not everybody has a disfigurement. I did do it first, but by the grace of God, the left side came back to sort of 90% of the function on it. But yes, there definitely is. Uh, your appearance makes a massive difference if you look like you're disabled you'll get treated different. But if you seem to have a, a clean shirt on, nicely shaven, your hair's washed, you dress smart, you don't think there's anything wrong with you. But if you're of that appearance in the past, you want to stay like that in the future, that's the way you are. It doesn't matter what physical disability you've got, if you want to try and keep up that appearance for yourself. My left side, I needed to try and get it working again myself. I know people were trying to help you, physio, the mental side of things, family encouraging you to do things with your left side more than your right side, and explain that that is what you've got to try and aim for, to help and try and do things yourself. If you are struggling, upset help, but the next time you need to do that particular thing you were doing, try and do it yourself and if you can gain another 10% doing it each time it's brilliant then it's brilliant and the feeling that you're getting there it might never be the same 100% again but if you can overcome that issue life will be good for you Kerry believes he needed more support when he came out of hospital there's no in-depth stroke rehabilitation where I am anyway in Stockport it's a matter of, yeah, you seem okay now to go home, bye. And I don't mean that blase, we all know about the NHS, is a rundown a little bit, but I will never call them, but they don't seem to be that channel of help or a rehabilitation centre or some sort of setup for you to do something or go to on a weekly basis to help you you end up having to try and do it all on your own. And then meeting stroke information, the charity, survivors of strokes, and understanding where they've come from, where they've got help. Can I go to that place? I've never heard of it, that sort of thing, to give you that morale boost. You know, we all need that. Good morning, how are you? Nice to meet you. Do you fancy a coffee? Got to be able to enjoy your life as well, even with your disabilities that you've got. You need that get up and go for everybody. Don't let anything try and grind you down. It did at first. I wouldn't come out the house, I was scared. But now I've got people give me a lift or I can actually access. There's lots of the internet here in the respect of tram, train, bus. There's all that sort of thing. I can walk a little bit, but I do it at my own pace and stop when I need to stop. 
right, today, beautiful day, sit down, take a breath, get back up and go where I need to go and do what I need to do. And if I do need help, I ask for it. Although still working on his recovery, Kerry has plenty of plans for the future. I like photography. I'd like to be able to get to do a little bit more of that. Maybe in the future, as a goal, try and get a job. But at the end of it all, try and make myself better and have a brighter outlook on every daily life and try and explore other things that may have not been able to look at prior to my stroke and just generally do that. And if we can help other people on the way and do things that way, I will. And it's part of my makeup with coming from a health background as my previous job to help others. That's what I really want to try and do. I'm a bit more wary of things going on. Take me time. I deep think more about doing anything at all on a daily basis or where I'm going to go for a, a day out or somebody's picking me up where they want to go or go for a coffee, you know, go for a walk, go to the pictures. Would you like to come round to my house? We'll watch a film together, that sort of thing. Just to generally keep every day going and don't fall into that spiral of other issues creeping into your daily life that you end up sitting in that chair and never wanting to move. And when you get to that stage that you don't slowly look after yourself and don't be afraid to ask. I have a motto, it's okay to ask. Nobody's gonna bite your head off. We're not at school now. Nobody's gonna shout at you. If you need help, ask for help. If a family member, you need the help, get to help you. And he has advice for the loved ones and family members of stroke survivors. Have a better understanding of what the stroke survivor is going through and what physically happened to them when they had the stroke. If they can get on board that detail of understanding how you felt, how you're feeling six months down the line, 12 months down the line, and understanding that and have some pride. I have, I'm proud and pride, but somewhere along the line I've had to give way for that and ask for help because I can't do it all on my own. And that's how I felt. But now I can do a lot more than what I did six months ago, but I'm still hurting, still in the back of my mind having another stroke. I wanted to be able to build friendships up, new friendships, something that you can pick the phone up to somebody and say, hey, what sort of day you've had today? Well, I've done this, this and this. If you can do that, that other person might feel 10 foot tall walking out the door. Kerry hasn't let his stroke stop him from living a fulfilling life and he's dedicating his time to help other stroke survivors in Stockport as an ambassador for stroke information. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast on your preferred provider and rate and comment on the episodes you hear. That'll just help us spread the word. And if you are or you know of a stroke survivor who'd like to share a story with us, please contact us via Twitter or Instagram. Our DMs are always open. The Stroke Stories podcast was produced by Aidan Judd. I'm Mark Goodyear. Thank you for listening.